Ladies and gentlemen, Marlon Pax and Bradley Dax, welcome to Worldie. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 44-ish of the Worldy Podcast. With me today, as often, is Mr. John Scott. Very nice to have you. Hello. And a very special guest all the way from the west of England. Well, all the way from the northwest of England via the west of England. It's Mr. G-Unit. He's on the other side of the table. Hello there. Graham's on the pod. Graham's on the pod. What are we talking about? Graham's on the pod. I said Graham's on the pod. G-Unit. Right. Right, there you go. That's your intro. That's what you get. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to the podding podding zones, where we are going to talk about footballs, because you were in town today for an extremely important EFL championship game. A big game. Sponsored by someone. I don't know who the EFL sponsored by. Is it? Is it a sponsor? Betting, obviously. Skybet. Jesus Christ. Right, forget that. Then we won't give them a name check. Yeah, so what did you make of the game, Graham? First of all, no, let's stop there. Mm -hmm. Let's go back, because I don't want to talk about today's game too much, because it was quite terrible. <laughs> uh, let's go back to when you were last down, and we beat you in an absolute thriller. Uh, and Nelson Oliveira scored a wonderful goal, and it was the beginning of our comeback that saved our season. Yes. So, uh, very similar, I felt, in many ways, the game, in that um, neither team showed particularly outstanding qualities, no. but somehow one of them managed to, uh, to win. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. we gifted you the, the win last season to help you uh, survive, and uh, you were good enough to return the favour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's time. what basically happened. We, we sort of almost directly returned the favour. The first Blackburn goal was a carbon copy in the same very goal as the Nelson Oliveira one. Yeah, it was, and what was funny was, uh, during the match build-up, they were showing you know, all the goals from the yes. last time yeah. we played. And they I watched were. it, oh, that was a good goal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then seven minutes into the game, we, uh, we recreated it. Yeah, it was not, it was not ideal, no. was it, really? Um, the situation that I find most amusing with Blackburn Rovers, first of all, terrible kit. Absolutely terrible kit. Silver with a sort of green piping. With a, yeah, it's not the, not the strongest away mm, kit. And mm, it's very odd. It, it was actually quite hard to to focus on the players. It goes back to that whole, you know, the Man United away at Southampton <laughs> yeah, game. You go, actually, they might have had a point there. Yeah, I think they might have done. Yeah, they kind of blended in a bit. I didn't like it. And when Danny Graham came on, it looked like he was wearing two people's kits. Because I don't think they can find one that's physically large enough. It's like, it's like he'd forgotten his kit and had to go through the lost property at school. <laughs> yeah. When Danny Graham came on and the announcer said, coming on, uh, number, number 14, Danny Graham. Danny. Everyone's like, Danny Graham? <laughs> He's still there. <laughs> Good old Danny Graham. It was, it was good to see him, though. It, it was. He ran out. He won good. one header. Yeah. That was what he did. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but Blackburn were, were good. And Blackburn um, were very, very strong in the press. Yeah. I thought an early doors, they knew that Reading liked to play from the back. And by by doing that early press up front, a very high press, Reading basically stopped playing football, which was very frustrating for us because we didn't pass. Like The football you saw today is not how we play mm. at all. And they just never played. Never yeah, it. Well, I suddenly felt for the first 15 minutes, we were really sort of putting the screws on. Yeah. And that's kind of what led to the goal, really. Yes. Um, and then we just sort of stopped. Yeah, it we was a funny well, old... It's a warm day. Yeah, it was a funny old game, wasn't it? There was a real... Like, I thought that the Blackburn forwards pressed quite well. Mm. 
But midfield were non-existent for both teams, really. There yeah. was very little passing that happened. Both teams sort of get got into a system whereby the midfielders would push into forward areas and create a line, and then defenders were just pushing balls into channels and hoping for the best. Wasn't a lot of players coming deep, getting the ball, moving and running. And that, that's what, yeah. Well, we were expecting to see Don Swift do that, and he had an absolute shocker. Well, the first half in particular, mm. he, he literally couldn't do anything right. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, poor, uh, poor guy. Not watching a lot of, as much Reading as I should do. <laughs> well, coming on a, on a Reading Reading theme podcast. Yeah. But I was, you know, first half I was thinking, well, this John Swift that comes in such high regard. <laughs> like, he's yeah, he's not, not all that. And then obviously no. in the second half he... He yeah, he parked yeah. up a bit, but yes. a lot better. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah the... Scored the goal and hit the post, mm. you know, Johnny yeah. Swift. But still, for me, very poor game. We Jordan Abita. So the one thing from a Reading point of view that was really good was that we had a player called Jordan Abita who has been injured for over a year and was a real star of the team uh, for a few years back. Uh, and he came back today, his first start oh. for over a year, and he had a pretty good... He was one of the few players that had a half-decent game. Um, but I think, as it goes with Blackburn... You're now on a mini run, I think, right? You've had a good yeah, little a spell, a runette. Yeah, exactly. A runette. Don't call it a run until a few more games. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're up to 10th now. Very nice. Um, which is probably par for yeah. us, I think. It's... What is good for Blackburn Rovers these days? It must be hard for to, to support a club that's obviously got such a great history but really hasn't done much for a very long time because the, the sort of background expectation must still be there. Yeah, well, it's 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 interesting because obviously we've had the highest of highs yeah. in the not too not too distant uh, past, and then some pretty severe lows. You know, dropping down to down to League One. So I think Championship is probably our level, mm-hmm. being honest. Yeah. Um, and I think we're in that group of probably about eight or nine clubs who wouldn't necessarily expect to be in the playoffs, but I kind of we might have a chance. We, that's that's our, our aim. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a it's a funny old league. It really is, isn't it? You and never know what you you're never gonna who's get. gonna who, who are you gonna get. And I think we have the ability to challenge for the playoffs. Not necessarily qualify, but yeah. to be in contention come March. Uh whether we get we get it or not is it's impossible to say with the championship. You yeah. really don't know. In the start of the season, we had a great August, and now we're we're having a very poor September. And you think that's what happens? Teams yeah. go on little runs. They do well. They don't. And then you look at Leeds, who have all of the talent and all the money in the world to to go off and and be successful, and they can't quite do can't it. Can't quite do it. And then you look last year, you know, at Villa, yeah. who that run of is it ten wins on the spin mm. to get into the playoffs. Yeah, it makes all the difference. So I think so long as you're not completely out of contention by March. Yeah. Whereas obviously I think last year we were I think it was us and there's one other club in the football league who couldn't be promoted and couldn't be relegated <laughs> yeah. by yeah. Well by Blackburn them. had a sort of, had the reverse, didn't they? Because it was looking really promising. And then as mm. Villa started to jump up the table, Blackburn and actually your our 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 survival was triggered by our win over Blackburn, but it sort of started your fall down the table and you ended up just in the middle, yeah, because it was it was February, wasn't it? We, yeah, we played, and yeah, yeah, that was kind of the game we thought mm, we're probably not going Gonna to be able to pull yeah. the run together that we'll need to get there, and we just kind of the season petered out. I think it's one of the but, hard parts of of supporting a, a championship team is that there are so many games, so kind of everything is on the table for a period of time, but you also kind of know where your team is going to finish. 
and there's only so much to play for. Like, actually, we really enjoyed the relegation battle last year mm. because it was something to so the, fight yeah, for, you know? It, was, it made it interesting. I, it made it very interesting. I, I wouldn't necessarily say enjoy is the right <laughs> word to describe it, but it was it, at times it was very, Well, we very enjoyed exciting. some incredible moments. Yes, there were incredible moments, that. but a lot of... Uh, of pain and disappointment mm. as well yeah so. yeah absolutely yeah and that is the, that is the challenge i think <coughs> with um with blackburn what have you got next coming up next we have uh, i don't know no no i should have done some research didn't i yeah it's a good i mean it's a yeah. fair question yeah on a podcast when we're talking about blackburn <laughs> rovers i would have thought um but it's always but there's the games come thick and fast you know L- luton oh, they, oh. a winnable match surely that's a derby for you, isn't it? It's a derby for, for you. Yeah. It's a very specific. It's an, it's an derby. origins derby. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the, the place of birth versus my spiritual. Yeah, place that's of right. Birth. Yeah, that's um, that's going to be a good one. But well, and actually, for, I think they are level on points with Reading at the minute. So it's a game that's which, not hard. Which will, yeah, <laughs> it's not a challenge. So it's a game that that you, you will be watching eagerly. Yes. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so let me talk about one of your uh, one of your special players here, the lad that everyone's always talking about, Mister Mister Bradley Dag. Now, first of all, I would describe him as a haircut. That would be my first way to describe him as a player. He's one of these fancy lads. He he does have a, a that, that has a hair flamboyant haircut. He does, and he's also what he reminded me of today. He's you remember at school you always had one kid who was like better than everyone else and does everything. Yeah, he like takes the throw-ins. He does the free kicks. He'll probably come back and have a goal kick because he's better <laughs> at that as well. That's Bradley Dack for Blackburn. Yeah. He's, he's your main man, isn't he? He is, and actually, he, he didn't have the greatest of games today. Obviously, no. got the winning goal. But he, did he? He, oh, yeah. I think it was him. He oh, kind okay. of seemed to scuff in. Yeah, okay. Um, it's a bit of a bit of a slapstick goal. It was. It was. But, a, it was a glowl. But as he, we would say. he, yeah, he's a, obviously he's a skillful player, he's a flair player. But he yeah. does work hard as well, and I think that's kind of what keeps him in the team because it'd be quite easy for uh, Mowbray when you're struggling for points to you know to drop the flair player and put in a. Yeah, a grafting midfield or, or just another target man. Yes, but because he he does put a bit of an effort in, he'll chase balls down. He you know, he kind of drops deep, pushes up. He's, yeah, I saw. I see. I I'd always imagined him as more of a midfielder, but today he played as a sort of a shadow striker. Yeah, almost, he's he? kind of like you know, if he was on if he was on champ, he'd kind yeah. of be a an AM slash. Okay. FC. So yes, he's uh, okay. He you know, he played put in the hole. Oh, in the he hole. To play in the Stick hole. him in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was he was he was he was working in the hole mm. today. He was performing his duties inside and it, the hole. It was mainly I think it was mainly you know grafting and dropping deep and little layoffs until like the last two minutes of injury time when he took it into the corner and started doing a few sort of Cruyff turns. <laughs> yes, and, he was uh, trying to kill a bit some of, time. A bit of showboating there. I mean, there's a lot of one thing that Reading is very bad at is um, shit housery. We're not very good at it. We're not good at being bastards. We're too nice in everything we do. Um, and that's fine for the club to be nice, you know, and for it to be a community club, which is what which is what we are, and they're mm. branding it in such a way that, you know, we're a family club. It's nice to come watch football. It's a nice ground, and you come. Uh, but on the pitch, I don't think you need that translating. I think on the pitch, you need to be quite nasty and tough. Yeah, you can... And that's what we lack. You seem to let us... Uh, I wouldn't say either team knocked it about today. It wasn't no. sort of flowing football, but we you, know, you allowed us to probably impose our yeah, game on you. You, you bullied there us was, from the start. There was no one yeah. in your team who was kind of going in there and you know putting in a you know, a reducer. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, I think we definitely needed that. You need a bit of steel. Absolutely, because we've got we've got three skillful midfielders there in, in Pele, 
Ejaria and Swift, players that, that generally want to get the ball at their feet. But when you don't give them that time, they start getting scared. And I noticed so many times, there was one point, and I said, why? I was saying to John, why is Swift push forward? And John was like, he doesn't want the ball. And that's what it was. I think so he didn't want it at his feet. At the end of the first half, he, he looked like he was hiding. I mean, he was making, yeah. he was moving and making runs where you you thought that he was never going to get the ball. I do wonder whether you might get more success this season or, or uh, a surprising amount of success on, on the road. Because mm. you have got some flair players and the, the sort of game where you're not expected to take the game to somebody and, mm. and impose yourselves where you know those flippers the the, the number 14 for, for you guys Ajaria yeah, yeah he's fantastic. he had a good game he did and yeah. I don't know whether he normally plays I felt he was playing quite deep yeah. I thought actually if he was pushing it up a bit more yeah he's done he most of his work like further out the field like, yeah. that's when he's more dangerous yeah mm. I, I felt he was, he was dropping deep and making some some good little turns and flicks and, and runs but he was too he was too deep he wasn't able yeah. to impact he's like a midfield Carnu mm. He's got yeah, he's, he's like got a, crazy legs. You never got, know what he's doing. He has got my, my uncle remarked that you know he's got uh, I think it's like twiglet legs. They look like yeah, they're very very thin and the, the, yeah. the, the socks almost around yeah. the ankles. Yeah, tiny little oh, yeah. socks. Yeah. I mean, is he wearing regulation shin pads? I don't know. I, I I'm is not it, sure. We a can bit say of the that. Jack Grealish sock. But, yes. Um, yeah. But you know, in, in, and he whenever he was on the ball, he causes trouble. And mm. there were times, even in the first half, where you know, we we didn't. I never felt that we were particularly strong defensively. Yeah. And if you'd have tried to ask us a few more questions, we'd have probably yeah, yeah, yeah. crumbled a little bit. And you know, there were times when he would come forward and do some surging runs, but you you didn't do enough of that yeah. to really. You know, I often try. I, I often empathise because unless you support like a really really good team, job ne- never done. Whenever you support a really well, except in two thousand five, but <laughs> if he gets a mention on every podcast, uh, <laughs> you get. Um, you you get that feeling that you're always going to concede or you're always mm. potentially going to concede right and when it's when it's 2-1 we're obviously fighting for the equalizer but i was trying to think about what you guys downstairs while you were watching you were probably afraid of the equaliser coming. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I think even if you're on top of a game, like as I was viewing it, I was like, we're probably not going to score. But if I was on the other side, I'd be going, oh, well, we fucked this up. Look how deep we are. Look how deep we are. And then a header comes in the last second. And you're like, Fuck. Yeah. I, I, for me, there was only ever going to be one team in it in the second half. I thought we were a lot better in the second half. And when we got that goal, I thought, okay, this is it. We, mm. could, we could do something here. And yeah. we pressed and pressed and had two or three really good chances um you know hit the post but it just didn't quite happen no it was yeah. a bit frustrating um all in all a very frustrating day but a good day for blackburn on the road picking up three points i think they'll be pretty happy melton mowbray will be very happy with that i can't not think of him or look at him without thinking about pies i think he would enjoy a nice pork pie well, yeah Tony. i mean it how, probably says more about me than it does him but how, how long has he been uh, been manager there so he took over the season we went down but we were pretty much gone by then. He did his best to steady us. So that was... Uh, so he's had two full seasons and kind of a half and a whatever we are okay. now. So he's doing a good job, to Yeah, be he shaped it pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Your striker, the number nine, is an absolute twat. Whoever Gallagher. that lad is... Absolutely. Oh, I thought, he had a, I thought he had a great game. Of course he did. Exactly. <laughs> He's an absolute shit. He was, he was, you know, Gallagher. So we signed him from Southampton. He, he was on loan with us the season we went down. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, from Southampton. He's been out, I think he went to Birmingham last year. Right. Um, but he, yeah, he's come in and he's only got one goal for us. That was in the League Cup. But he I don't worked think that's his what, socks I don't off think today. that's what he's there for. No, he's, he's, he's there to like, wind up 
defenders. Wind up, hold the ball up, you know, running yeah. the channels. He, he had a, he, and he looked absolutely knackered when he came off. Yeah, I'm sure. And you could see why. He'd, he'd really... He'd done a lot he just of winding up. Problem. And that's probably what you were missing as well, somebody... Yeah, exactly. This is why we need a wind-up mergent. You know, mergent? <laughs> we need a wind-up Kermergent. We had a Kermergent. <laughs> he was very good. Um, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, but, yeah, but every team seems to have one, and we mm, don't. Like yeah. a really nasty bastard that just kind of elbows people and rolls around on the floor and eats up time and causes trouble. Like, we never do any of that. I think you need it. I don't think, you know, it's good to be nice, but maybe we should be a bit more mm. nasty. Yeah, there's there's a lot to be said for for that type of play, particularly in the championship where mm. the the level is very similar for all the teams, and mm. to make the difference, you have to be a little bit more cynical, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think um, might which be. which Reading have always. Well, the last couple of toughen up, anyway. toughen up, yeah. lads. John, be... John Swift needs to toughen up as well. Yeah, he's, he definitely he gets does. pushed off the ball far yeah. too easily. He, he showed obviously with with the the shot where he hit the post. Mm, yeah. I thought it was, it was a lovely effort. Yeah. It was just Tec- kind of like so casual. Yeah, he came to him and thought, you know, I didn't see it coming, and also clipped like, it. Oh, he clipped the post. Yeah. It was a lovely effort, and the goal as well was, you know. He, yeah, it was you know, a tight Looking, it came back to him, it? but again, he, he slotted it away. Yeah, um, we've got you know we've got this guy George Puskas who we paid a lot of money for and scored a fantastic brace against Cardiff a couple of weeks ago, and then all of a sudden at that point we were going to win the league, you know, <laughs> uh, and you beat when you beat a team like Cardiff three mm. nil. Um, but he but since then he hasn't quite found his shooting boots. He scored for Romania when he played for them last week, but he hasn't managed to find his shooting boots for any. But I do get the feeling I watch him all the time. I just watch him because he moves so well off the ball. Yeah. and it's almost like the rest of the team isn't on the same wavelength yet mm. as him and I can see he's not getting frustrated which is good because I kind of was expecting him to start you know throwing his arms up because he runs a lot and doesn't get the ball um, but I think if 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 players like Azaria and Swift can actually get their eyes up and see him we're going to score a lot of goals because yeah. he's constantly yeah. on the shoulder of defender he's, making great runs he, he's he's an odd an odd player he's not like he's not um particularly nice to look at like no he doesn't run well with the ball no he doesn't but but he's still got he's got a good touch and good control and and you can see he's a he's a good finisher he's bullish yeah and he works he works Mm. off the ball really high his positioning is amazing and i think that's what will pay off but i think it takes time again he's only been with the club four or five weeks or whatever you know all these guys joined the week before the start of the season that's it it's going to take time to to bed in i mean Mm. a great example of that is Lewis Holtby. Oh yeah, came on for yeah. I, was, I was surprised a to see him on the bench. Yes, given that he he signed on Thursday as a, from a free mm. transfer, and then mm. actually to to come off and play, I thought, well, great. I want to, to see him, but he, he, he looked... He looked a bit heavy. He looked a little bit heavy, and he, and he looked like he'd, he'd met his teammates the day before. Which yes, <laughs> yeah, which, which he, had, he had. He was kind of like wandering around. Like, yeah. Oh, I yeah. When he first came on the pitch, I did see a point where he was sort of on the swivel. He was like, where am I? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> What's this? This is not the Bundesliga. <laughs> yeah, but from, exactly. uh, you know, from, from the short time that we saw him today, it, it was encouraging, I thought. You know, he had a few good touches, seemed seemed decent, yeah. I, I would say. He's got a big left foot, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I think that's the Thing. I think he'll, yeah, you know, I think he'll come good. He he did miss a, I wouldn't call it a sitter, but he missed a, yeah, he did a finishable. Oh, was opportunity. that That yeah. was that break where we just had no defenders anymore. And yeah, it, yeah and yeah. he kind of smashed it high and wide. Yeah, yeah. So he should have scored that. He should have finished yeah. that. But yeah, you could you can you can forgive him because he's he's you know, I don't know how much training they, they do you know the day before a match, but probably not a huge yeah. amount. Yeah. Um, no, but I think it's a decent signing on a on a on a free. Yeah. Mm. But Blackburn looked like a decent outfit. I think they'll be. I, I think, think they'll be, okay. be fine. I think they'll be fine. I think we can. Uh, the frustrating thing is, I feel like we are 
close to being quite a good team, but we just can't quite get we can't quite flip that all, switch all, all at the, the moment. All the pieces seem to be there, we just haven't quite got them in the yeah. right way yeah. yet. I think that guy Pele might be living off his name a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd, I'd prefer to see Renamota. Uh, yeah. I, 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 thought, I thought we missed his his drive and his... Uh, he's uh, dynamic, isn't he? He's very dynamic, and I think we really missed that today. He there puts was a, a lot, shift in. There was a lot of just simple 10, 15-yard yeah. passes mm. uh, across the back line. And, it's a bit and slow on the ball. You look at the Blackburn players. They were snappy into the tackle. They're snappy into the pass. Mm, They're yeah. just playing with a bit more, a you know, a bit more focus. And every, everything was done with, um, you know, with meaning. Mm. And I think that was the, that was the problem we had. That the few touch a bit soft. They're going for a tackle and it's a bit loose. Mm. And then, you know, they try and control the ball, but they don't really have it properly. And it's always a bit like that. Oh, yeah. The other thing we should talk about is the... Fucking referee! What, wait, so, once again, <laughs> once again, an absolute shambles of so, refereeing display. So it'd be interesting for me to know what you what you thought, <laughs> Graham. How how you saw the referees' performance? I I felt that we got quite a few free kicks for, <laughs> for, for challenges where you might say that another referee would have just waved them and said, "Carry on, get up." Yeah. Um, I, 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 fair, especially we, in the first fifteen, he was extremely niggly. He, he he was, but we and we took advantage of that. We yeah. you know, we we played into it. It was always yeah. kind of the, the, you know the little touch away as someone yes. comes in there, so you yeah, go down yeah. to to make him make that call. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there were. I think we've got more than our our share. And it, and again, I think that goes back to the the cynicism that Reading doesn't have. You yeah. know, if they if they if if they see how the ref is is handling the game after the first fifteen minutes, mm. you're like, okay. So I can't play in that way anymore. I have to do this. Yeah, to... exactly. Yeah, but and again, yeah. again, I think you know, I, don't, I haven't obviously I haven't seen any stats yet, but I'd wager that a large proportion of those fouls that we won mm. were won by Dak and Gallagher. Okay, yeah, because yeah. they're doing that. You know, Gallagher's there holding the ball up, and oh, I get a little shove in the back, and I'll go down, and I'll win yes. a free kick. Yeah, yeah. And Dak again, dropping deep, turn off the ball, get a touch, go down. The, the, nasty, nasty bastards. That's what I'm talking about. Another, another thing with that. the ref, though, and and everyone, you know, so many football fans say it, but, but there was no consistency as well because there were times when he gave away really soft fouls, and mm. then other times where it looked like a foul, he would wave play on. Yeah. So there's no there's no consistency. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. It is hard. And I think when you're, when you're not playing well and you're losing a game, you know, it's easy to look at the referee. But it also shines a light on the referee because you're, you're really invested in every decision, right? And so it is super frustrating. And the, the quality of refs drops off a cliff outside the Premier League. So because they're not great in the Premier League either. I think but, it was last last year where the Championship refs became professional for the first time. Is that oh, right? really only last? So year? It was only last year, uh, and you, you can you tell. would think well, you would think if they're professional now, the, you know, quality of refs should go yeah. up. But I mean, we've had some terrible refs. Yeah. Over and the if last you go down the league, like months. Andy was saying in League One, you know, when he's watching Oxford that. You know, it's just an absolute shambles mm. a lot of the time. I, I mean, I referees that don't even know the proper rules. Like, there was one situation where the ref lost complete control of the game. I can't remember what happened. A player went down, but it wasn't a foul. And then the running players went to get water at the side of the pitch, mm. and the referee gave a drop ball, and half the players didn't even know the ball was live. And the goalkeeper so, was like, "What are we supposed so yeah. to do now?" Yeah. So our, our keeper <laughs> kicked it out because um, I can't remember who it was. Someone went Someone, down. Yeah. One of ours went down on the edge of the box. I think it was Gallagher. Yeah, it was a price. It was a price. And so everybody then <laughs> kind of went off. You know, both teams were at the side having a drink. Yeah. It's a hot day. It's understandable. 
the referee then decides, I'm not going to give a throw in, I'll do a drop ball. Drops to the keeper. And our keeper is there. I was watching him. He had the ball in his hand and he was like going mental yeah. at our team because both so teams are we're playing like, now what are you doing play on <laughs> yeah. I kind of hoped you could, you could have gone and dribbled yeah, it up yeah you should have dribbled it up <laughs> it was such a weird moment and everyone yeah. in the crowd is like what What's is happening on? yeah there was another there was another moment where um, one of the again one of the, the black men players I think was supposed to go off uh, and you know the new rule where you're supposed to go off at the nearest mm. point mm. Um, he didn't he didn't that. yeah uh, and I think, you know, the fans, the Reading home fans were quite frustrated by that. Yeah. And the fact that the ref didn't take control of the situation and make make sure that the... the They're not doing it at yeah. all. We've seen it every yeah. week well, so far. Yeah. They're not doing it. It's interesting because this is my the first game I've seen live this season. Okay. And so for me, it was really interesting to see the two big, I suppose, rule changes. The first one with the goal kicks mm-hmm. and the fact that you can be in the... You know, the defending team can be in the box, which seems to me, I think the point was made on this pod, at a previous episode, but it seems to be a rule that's been made and then people are desperately trying to find a way to make it work for their advantage. Yes. But actually, it, there's probably not an advantage to be made. You're going to make it worse for yourselves. Yeah. Um, but the second thing was, yeah, the the uh, the subs going off. So if you're off at the far side, you walk around the pitch. Because mm. I was thinking, oh, this is interesting because obviously then you have to get two or three stewards yes. to come yeah. and escort them yeah. off. Mm. And, I was yeah. watching, it was, um, and you've also got, one thing that, that never really occurred to me until I saw it live, you've got a player in a match kit mm. Off the field of play, but in vision. Because when Gallagher went off, he was basically stood behind yeah. the goal watching a, a corner come in. Yeah. And I thought, it's that's got to be off-putting. It's not quite yeah. right, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. They but, should have to take their shirt off or something. Because yeah. it's not quite right. They should get booked. <laughs> take their shirt <laughs> off and get booked for it. Is <laughs> that like, how that worked for your rules? Damn feet, FA. Unbelievable. Right, anyway, I think we'll take a little break, uh, a snack break. We'll have a little snack break. And then we'll come back and uh, we're going to talk more about this season football because I want to get your get your uh, hot take Graham on VAR amongst Ooh. other issues uh, so we'll take a little break uh, and we'll be back in just one moment kick them up and down the training pitch right we are back and uh, I wanted to get Graham's uh, take on some of the uh, rule changes that have happened this year because it's a, well, it's a hot topic on the Worldy Podcast mainly because it really pisses me off mm. <laughs> uh, and so I'm hoping that you can join in shouting inside this echo chamber about how terrible these new rules are or you can challenge me on Ooh. why you like the VAR um, I don't think I like the VAR. <laughs> no. Good for you. I think on balance, I don't like the VAR. I think that. But what does what does Char- what does Charlie Austin think of it? Gone about VAR this, VAR that. It's a joke, isn't it? It's a joke. <laughs> well, for me, the, the reason, you know, the, the idea behind bringing in VAR always seemed to be that it would stop the, I suppose, the questioning of decisions. Uh, and and the, the general whinging that goes on, but it, all, it, all it's done is, is giving people something else to whinge about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't. I, the, the whinging thing is never going to stop. Whatever happens, you know, whatever happens. And then today there was a picture going around on the WhatsApp group of another mad mm. offside decision. The one that annoyed me the most recently was the Gareth Bale scored an absolute wonder goal. Yeah. And was disallowed because the ball like brushed his arm, had nothing to do with the goal. Mm. And that is just mad because that is the rule stopping football, right? That's the rule stopping football happening. So it's it's almost like, well, once you bring in VAR to rule on those sort of decisions, then you you, you take what what you're given. 
yeah. if, if, if you decide to bring a technology that says whether somebody is onside or offside, and if you're looking at it, and even if they're a millimetre offside, you've got the technology. So you think, well, you've got to give it. You can't say mm. no because you brought that technology in there. Yeah. It's, you're making a rod for your own back, yeah. aren't you? With I mean, it, it's here now, and it's going to be hard to see how it could exit. You think? I, I think unless, unless, you know, there was such a backlash that you know, the footballing bodies, which has probably realistically got to be at a world level, mm. decide to say, okay, no, we're, we're going to phase it out, then I think it's probably here to say what I'd like to see, I think the best use of it would be, like in cricket, should give perhaps each team two challenges. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. said, Do you know what, you can use them. And if, and if you're right, then you keep... They'd your... use them within the first 30 seconds, yeah. wouldn't they, to begin with? <laughs> It'd be great. Um, and that way, you know, it still adds... A, it, 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 was, it would prevent instances where every goal, every decision potentially is being you know, stopped and, and analysed. Yeah. You know, I think one of, the, one of the, the big downsides of VR is it takes away the, um, the joy exactly. of, of scoring yeah. a goal. Yeah. So you know, if you said to the team, like, you know what, you've got one, <clears throat> we can use one in each half. That's like, actually really, I hadn't thought about that. That's actually quite interesting because I think it would, it puts the onus on the players mm. to make good decisions yeah. rather than just complain about every decision, because, which is what they do now. Yeah, and this is it. It's even, even with VAR, you still see players going crazy yeah. when a decision's made. Well, give it 20 seconds and you'll find out. Yeah. You're not yeah, going yeah. to convince the referee to... Yes, to change his mind, it's, got, it's gone up to the the big video screen. I just still think with with anything where you have you know subjective decisions being made, moving those subjective decisions from one mm. one person to yeah. another is, is pointless. It's effectively, still subjective. yeah, yeah, and exactly. You're not guaranteed uh, the the correct decision. I'm I'm sure refs don't like it as well. I mean, mm. they they. I don't probably... think anyone likes it apart no. from Sky Sports. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they they probably think that, uh, and I. I would agree with that that it that it does undermine their decision making mm-hmm. on the field. Yeah. If they have to constantly refer back to, you know, the VAR room uh for, you know, six, seven, eight decisions mm. every game, then it, you know, why are they there? Why why yeah. do we need a referee yeah. on the pitch? I think the good the good thing is that it's it's been that it's had a few poor outings and it's had a few poor outings on some high profile games um the, like the, in the women's world cup is extremely yeah. poorly used a lot yeah. of the time so the, and the premier league again every decision now that is a fringe decision is throwing light on the fact that mm. maybe this doesn't work for us like all of these offsides where they're really close yeah and then you get one pundit saying but the correct decision was made and another pundit saying yeah but the player wasn't getting advantage so why why do we have that rule mm-hmm. so i think that it is the debate is still ongoing and i don't think it's a, a it's a lock for next season certainly in the form it is now what well, i don't know i mean the the most of the noises coming out of fifa premier league and and the various leagues that are using it are are generally they say well look yeah mm. the the there have been some controversial decisions but we've we've more often than not, got the decision right. Yeah. And for them, they well, seem According to, to the rules as they stand today. Yeah. So they seem to to uh, value that above, um, you know, other parts of the game, you know. But like, they've invested money in it, so they have an interest exactly, in saying yeah, it's working. Exactly. You've what got, you need is some independent... And all, all, all VAR is doing, really, is is confirming whether a decision has been made correctly according to the rules. So it's actually mm. not VAR per se, it's, it's the rules and the way that they're being used and interpreted. Yeah. So like, you know, the, the two millimetre offside rule. You know, offside, it, it's like yeah. a ball over line. It's, it's, you know, it's ones and zeros, either it is or it isn't. Yeah, so let's talk about that think, rule. Well, is, it, is it worth using yeah. it for that sort of thing? Let's talk about that rule then, specifically. So 
we've had a number of different offside rules. It's extremely simple, really, the, the way the offside mm. rule should work. But over the last, you know, fifteen twenty years, we've made it incredibly complicated in the world of in the world of football. And the current one, I find completely baffling. The current version of the rule. So, you know, you have this technology where it's available, mm. which is not a very big number of games. Um, that says if a player, if if a part of a player's body with which they can legitimately score a goal is is very slightly offside by one millimetre, they're offside. Yeah. Mm. The original offside rule is to stop players gaining an advantage by standing beyond the last defender. Yeah. Right? And the reason that defenders need to have a strong offside rule is so that they need to know who to mark. But you had that goal earlier in the season. I've talked about this goal before, but I think it perfectly shows it where. Raheem Sterling was called offside mm. uh, for an earlier goal that was that he was given offside, like a millimetre offside, and he scored a goal, and it probably should have been given for the good of football, you yeah. know. <laughs> and then there was another goal where he was he was in an onside position when he received the ball, but Gabriel Jesus, a player that was about to receive the ball to score the goal, was a yard and a half offside yeah. when that ball was played. They went back and they reviewed the thing and the hilariousness of the video, because the video pauses with Raheem Sterling's foot one millimetre onside and Gabriel Jesus a yard and a half offside, yeah. and then the ball comes back and he scores the goal. Yeah, this whole kind of different phases of play. I mean, It's madness. It's, yeah. If I'm a defender, what I can't mark this guy now. Because he's not in the phase of play. The guy's about to score a goal. Yeah. And I'm holding my defensive line here because the rules are going to tell me that he's not offside. It's mm. madness. I yeah. just can't understand how how that is a good interpretation of the rule. It doesn't really solve the problem that the offside is there to solve. Yeah. And it just causes confusion. I think if I was a defender, I'd find it really frustrating at the moment, not knowing when yeah. to drop in and when to drop out. But it, it, I think, well, I don't know where... Where you take the rule from here, though, I don't know how you. How I would you love to this. go back to just offside is offside. Offside is offside. I mean, it would be so simple, yeah. you know. Like, I, I really much prefer that. Like, and the referee, or in the opinion of the referee, which is still a thing within the rules, uh, if a player is deemed to be gaining an advantage in an offside position, they're ruled offside, and that's a call that the linesman makes in real time, and they get some right and they get some wrong. Yeah. But you don't, you know, you don't slowly destroy football by by investing mm. in all these mad rules. I, th- I think the only the only thing we could say is that hopefully, you know, in the next two, three, four, five seasons, they're gonna get it working better. And, yeah, and apply apply the the technology in a in a slightly more coherent way because at the moment I don't think it's working. Yeah, mm. I mean to to go back to my my idea about giving a certain number of challenges. Yeah, because I think you know, part part of the, the the problem is 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 the you know the noise that gets kicked up in the media and the press. You know, last season if a decision was was wrong, listen to any talk show, any you know Sky Sports news rolling coverage. Yeah, they're constantly going on about it. But you look go back to the Cricket World Cup. And in the was it the third test, you know the the Stokes yes. test where yeah, yeah. where the Aussies <laughs> blew their blew their, their chance, <laughs> yeah. and then people you know weren't then criticising the umpire for for not no. making the correct call. It was actually well, do you know what Australia? You you, you had your chance. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they were banged to rights. So really, good, good point. So taking that and applying it to football, yeah, you know, there'd obviously be a bit of time for it to become accepted, but. Put, putting the onus off the officials mm. and onto the team. So yeah. look, we can you know, we can make a call if you want to, but it's up to you. We can't. We don't, we don't want to stop the game every three minutes or for every goal. Yeah, yeah. If you think there's a, a legitimate offence being being occurred, if you think you've been wronged, yeah. then use your use your call. And if you're right, you you you, you, you pocket your call and you can use it later yeah. on in the game. If you're wrong, 
then? I think it's a great shout because everyone would waste it to yeah. begin with, and then they'd realise that they've that they've lost their power and they have no means of like comeback yeah. on it. And yeah, I, it, it puts the, it puts the control back onto the onto yeah. the players, it, and, and, and it empowers the referee as well. Mm. Because if you also have a system where you say, okay, we'll review it, but if the reviewer can't see anything different to what was on the pitch, we go with the original decision the the referee made. Yeah. So the referee gets his call. Like he gives the penalty. Say, the defending team's like, well, hold on a minute, we don't think that's a penalty. Yeah. It goes to the review. They watch the replay, and it's still impossible to tell, right? Yeah. And they're, they're like reviewing it and rolling it back and forth. But the umpire, but the VAR guy goes, well, I really can't tell. We're going with the referee's decision. Yeah, I, I think They'd that, have to overturn it. You yeah, know. that doesn't happen enough at the moment. I yeah. think if it's if it's so, if it's just like you know two or three mil offside, <laughs> yeah. and the original call was onside, then then for me it should stay with the original call. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah. I, I don't I don't see how if you've spent three minutes looking at a load of super slow mo yeah. replays yeah. and you're still not one hundred percent certain, then you can't. You can't give that. And is that player getting an advantage by being a millimetre offside? Of course probably, they're not. You know, not, of no. course they're not. So yeah, I mean, you know, we're right, obviously. Um, <laughs> that, that much we do know. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know where it's all going to go, but we'll we'll see towards the end of the season. Uh, you, John, you saw some stats for the game just as we roll back to finish uh, up on the match I, again. I did, I did. And so, I think Reading had the lion's share of everything, which I find very strange because I thought we were absolute mm, garbage. Yeah, today. I. I, well, I I thought that it was certainly a game of two halves. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll Reading, out the cliches. Oh yes. Reading were terrible in the first half and a lot better in the second. What uh, I asked Gennaro Gattuso what he thought of it. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. It's a fair spot, spot on. Yeah, he always knows what he's talking about. So we had more possession, more shots. Um, Less shots on target. I think that was the big issue. Yeah. We had 16 shots, but only three on target. I really don't and remember us having more than about three no. shots. Does it? There's a, sh- a shot that hits the post count as on target. Is no. that no? no that's all, that is a shot off target. Yeah, yeah. But you know they get these stats. They're just a bunch of students yeah, working from to pressing the button. That is literally how they do it. You should be able to challenge your stats. One, yeah, once I the think match, so. Yeah. No, I disagree. Couple of VAR the yeah. stats. <laughs> I think so. But. Again, it was again. I think we were saying in the break, there were very few goal-scoring opportunities for either side. Really, that yeah. you think, yeah, we somehow somehow there were three goals in the match without there ever being any chances. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, true. Sadly, we see that all too often in the championship. Right. So let's let's wrap up uh, and maybe Graham, while you're here, you can give us a little bit of a outlook for where you think Blackburn are going to end up at the end of the season. I think top half. Yeah. Um, and if we are in in with a chance of the playoffs with three or four games to go, then that would be a good season for us. I don't think we are going to be the strongest team in the in the division, but with a bit of a bit of run of form, we've got we've we've got a, a, an interesting squad. It's a, I think it's a pretty well balanced squad, but it's a tough league. So yeah. as long as we can look ourselves in the mirror <laughs> at the end of the say season we've done a good and, job. Yeah, and say you've had a good, a good and say, year. And say I've got a fancy haircut. Yeah. I'll be really happy. Well, Blackman has certainly got a few of those. John, um, <laughs> another disappointing week. Uh, thoughts? Yeah. Uh, still defending your man, John Swift? Yeah, because oh, I still, okay. he's, okay. he's got quality and he just needs to show it. And he needs to... Bulk up a little bit. So yeah, he needs to get. He needs to get in the gym. Him and that skinny legs guy. Yeah. 
Holtby needs protein, to get on the please. treadmill. Swifty <laughs> needs to get on the freeways. Holtby just needs to learn his teammates' names. <laughs> yeah. like, mate, mate, give the ball, mate. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll leave we'll leave Lewis to uh, to to work on that over the next couple of weeks, and we'll hope that Johnny Swift can get his uh, can get his uh, mojo working uh, next week. So, Graham, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for coming on the pod. Hopefully, we'll get you back. Well, I'd love to. That'd be quite good. And Jono, once again, it's always always good to see you. Uh, we'll have Andy back uh, next week, and then we'll add a little bit of Oxford flavour to the pod. Lovely. And we'll see you uh, next time. I still can't remember when the uh, tune kicks in. So I just have to fill (laughs) until this bit. Let's see if we get it right this (laughs) way.